Hello and welcome to the 4D Human Being podcast. I'm Katie Churchman and today I'm talking with Penelope Waller about the little things in life. We're magnifying our interactions in order to understand how micro-experiences, the small, simple moments you might miss, can have macro effects. To quote the wonderful words of Annie Dillard, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Join us as we take a shallow dive into the small, simple, everyday, ordinary details that can put a smile on our faces and perhaps even change the course of our lives. This is the 4D Human Being Podcast. Enjoy the show. Today, we're considering the following question. How do we hold both the big and the small moments in our lives? So, Penn, for once, instead of jumping in at the deep end, let's start with the small stuff. Can you think of one small and really simple moment that has brought you joy today? So I can. I have one example of today and I might come on to an example of the of the other day, because, of course, since you and I had this conversation a few days ago about doing this podcast, of course, I've realised I have made an effort to become much more aware of those small moments. And I think sort of disturbingly, what's been most interesting has been how much I've become aware of how much time I spend not being aware of those small moments. So this morning I was um, I was on an aeroplane, which is not uncommon for me, and being aware of uh, what we were going to be talking about today, I took a moment to look out of the window, which I, I very rarely do because I'm a bit of a seasoned traveller, so I, I, I don't tend to worry about looking out of the window. It's just head down or get some sleep. And as I looked out of the window, we were close to coming into land, so a piece of land that I must have flown over many, many times because I was coming home. And as I looked down, I saw a lake and in the lake was a peninsula or an island. And it was in the shape of a hand and in the shape of a hand making a very rude gesture with one finger. And I kept looking at it. I took a, fo- <laughs> I took a photo of it. And it really made me smile. And I thought, gosh, how many times have I flown over this lake and and not realised that that peninsula was there? And how much pleasure has that given other people? Uh, And it it really, not that I was in a bad mood, but it really made me smile and uh, sort of changed my mood. And I had a similar moment, weirdly, by a lake. I don't know if there's a theme here. I was with my kids the other day in the car, and this is absolutely true. We were driving around the lake and there's a zebra crossing going from uh, the lake over to the other side of the road. And as we drove up, and this is not uncommon, I've seen this three or four times, three geese in a line were walking across the zebra crossing to get to the other side of the road. Now, bear in mind that this is about... Oh, my gosh. The the lake has got a circumference of about six kilometres. So there's plenty of options where the geese could choose to cross the road. And yet they were on the zebra crossing. Uh, And I've seen this, I have seen this happen uh, three times in total. And we, we just laugh so much. And I have tried every time to catch a photo of these geese crossing the zebra crossing. Uh, And again, it's just another really nice example of 
how a small moment firstly really sticks in my memory and secondly how it completely changes the mood in the car or the mood the mood of the day just by being aware of something and perhaps smiling at it that's brilliant i actually had one the other day so we live fortunately maybe unfortunately above an ice cream shop <laughs> and um the other day the ice cream lady who um we smile at but we don't really know who she is where she's from she gave us free ice creams because she was going away for the summer and she just loved our presence in the shop and it really really impacted me that simple small gesture oh um, and what I love yeah it was really wonderful it really hit home actually how much of an impact we have on strangers you know it's not just the people we love and care about it's everyone around us we can really change their day we can really shape their lives um and just being aware of that impact all the time is so important yes and this i mean this does really link into a leadership model i've been reading about recently which is um it's called everyday leadership and it really is about those micro moments and we talk all the time in 4d don't we about the being rather than the doing and this concept of everyday leadership is really talking about how you are changing people's lives without realizing it through being an everyday leader in those really tiny moments. It's not about reading um, you know, every leadership book that's ever been and uh, thinking you have to perform amazing feats of leadership. It's about how you're changing lives in those micro moments every single day. Yeah, there's an amazing story from um, coach and speaker Sean Stevenson. He was, I think he was about eight years old and um, he was on his way back from a family holiday and he was talking to the bus driver of the airport transportation. And um, afterwards in the restaurant at the hotel they were staying at, the driver came up to him and his family and said, I just wanted to thank you and your son because he's changed my life. And um, they were like, oh, oh, thank you. But why? And um he admitted that he was going to take his own life that evening, but the attention and the time that eight-year-old Sean had given him had really changed the trajectory of his day and his life. And I just think that was hugely powerful wow. and, and shows actually how much of an impact we really can have just simply by yeah. being present with someone. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, Katie. And I'm so I'm so glad we decided to do this podcast because I think it might have just switched something in my brain to really, really appreciate those geese and those moments even more. It's wonderful. If you want some inspiration, there's a wonderful website called a thousand awesome things.com that was set up by Neil Parisha. He has a great TED talk as well. And it's all about directing our attention towards some of these little moments that many of us love and share. So I really enjoyed number 382, which is catching up to the car that just passed you at the next red light. Incredibly satisfying. <laughs> Drive with caution. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or number 187, the moment just before you fall asleep when you know you're about to fall asleep. Oh, It oh. really is one of those wonderful heartwarming and hilarious moments actually that we all just love but we forget to talk about I think of these as small wins and I'd love to ask you Penn what small wins have saved you from having a bad day oh that's a really good question Katie I am just going to refer back to your your small win about that moment just before you fall asleep because sometimes we really look forward to a really big night out 
And sometimes the best moment of the whole evening is when you're in your bed and you're just about to fall asleep. Maybe that's my age. I don't know. Uh, But I absolutely share that delight. Um, What has saved me from an annoying day? Well, I, I, I can certainly tell you a story that came from a very dear friend of mine on exactly this topic. And these things are happening all the time. It's just about being aware of them. And I remember him telling me about a moment when his his son stumbled over. He was His son was carrying his laptop and the laptop sort of went flying in one of those uh, slightly acrobatic circus moments where you just don't know quite how it's going to land anywhere other than on the ground in a thousand pieces. But somehow through this juggling act, his son managed to catch and hold on to the laptop and he just stopped and breathed and didn't say a word. And, and my very dear friend said, you know, are you okay? You know, what is it? And he said, I'm just being grateful, thankful and happy for what just didn't happen. And I thought those are also those amazing moments, aren't they, in the day when something didn't happen, but we very often don't stop to appreciate them. They might have changed the course of the day. They might have changed the course of our lives, actually. Um, but these things, these things are happening all the time, Katie. We know whether it's, and, and we all we all know it on some level. It's just really bathing, if you like, in the in the joy of being much more aware of them. Um, so you know, these things are happening to me all the time with interactions with clients, and when I'm traveling, and you know, back at home, it's kindness, isn't it? It's um, oh, just many many moments. I love what you just said about what hasn't happened, celebrating that. So yesterday, you just reminded me, I um, I was crossing the road and I nearly got hit by a car. Um, this car was turning and just didn't look. And um, I initially found myself enraged and angry. And then I turned to the car that was waiting politely to go and we both just started laughing. And I think it was this absolute joy and relief of what hadn't happened. And so I could have stayed in that that state of rage. But actually, I, I moved to a place of celebration and, and gratitude, I guess, that I hadn't been hit by this car. So, yeah, really lovely <laughs> twist on actually celebrating the, the small wins of what didn't happen. Katie, that feels like a really big win to me. I'm really pleased you didn't get hit by that car. <laughs> oh my goodness me! I, I, yes, and I had a, I had a similar moment actually. I mean, it, we're 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 in the realms of outside of work here, but that that's fine. We'll, well, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, 4D and our work. My my daughter had to make porridge for a lesson at school yesterday. And she had to do it on her own, unfortunately, because I was trapped. She wasn't on her own. Obviously, she she was with somebody. She was with her father, but um, he, he doesn't know how to make porridge. So she had to do it on her own. And she sent me a photo of this little Tupperware pot of porridge that she was taking into her Italian classmates, who will have no idea uh, what it is. And she set her alarm 15 minutes early to get up and make that porridge for her friends. And I, it just really made me smile that... She took the time. She took the time to do that. She took the time to do that on her own, and she took the time to send me a photo. And the most joyous thing about that was, by chance, I woke up and saw that photo before she went to school. So I managed to reply to her. Tiny, tiny moment changed my day. I always think kids and animals are the best <laughs> to have around to help you really focus on that those small little moments because they do seem to see these these things that we just miss all the time. And um, 
I really appreciate that perspective that they bring into my life. So maybe that's a good excuse to have kids sometime down the line. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if anything will bring you present, it'll be a, a child or an adult, <laughs> as you say. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And why aren't we good at that ourselves, Katie? You know, I mean, some of us are. Some of us have our moments. And sometimes it takes a child, doesn't it, or, or an animal to really bring us back to the present and just enjoy those simple things and those small moments. Yeah, I think our brain just gets so efficient and time-saving and energy-saving that it sort of misses all the things that it thinks it knows. And um, I had a really big wake-up call when I... So I had a, two big knee operations last year. And um, it was initially quite difficult because my brain was going fast as always and my body slowed down. And um, I really found myself eventually falling in love with these really small things like making coffee because I had to put my coffee in a thermos flask and put it in a backpack and then use my crutches to get back to the couch. And so all these normal things became quite big tasks. And I think the time I had to take over each of these things, whether it was getting dressed or having a shower, gave me the space to actually really enjoy them, whether that was the the sensation of water on my skin. And I realized how much I rushed through these things. It's just a to-do list. And so I now, I'm not so good at appreciating all these little things. I try to take pause every day. And for me, that's meditation in the morning. Um, But I'd love to know what you use to bring yourself back to the moment because there are just so many things that take us away all the time. Oh, gosh, indeed. I mean, I think one of the things, Katie, is I feel very lucky to be surrounded by the team that I work with and the clients that I work with. I mean, certainly our team, we are very good, aren't we, on WhatsApp or on our team space or on email or whatever it might be. We're very good at pulling each other back to the present and really reflecting on behaviors and who we are and what our intention is. So we're, we're pretty good at that uh, amongst ourselves. Um, and of course, the other thing is, of course, is we are really trying to live and breathe the work that we do. And we're really trying to be intentional. And when you're running a business such as ours and you're talking to clients nearly every day, you really have no choice but to be present and focused on the other person. And I'm sure lots of people out there in their in their jobs and running businesses are really aware that when they have those really successful calls or really successful meetings, it's very often when we're fully present and are able to pick up on the tiniest of things that are happening around us. And those are probably the most joyous moments for me in terms of in in terms of our work and i think the technique as to how to get there and i'm not saying i do it all all of the time i really do use our 42c model and think about what my what my intention is and it, it's almost like it's just sucking sucking me back to the present and where i am rather than all those distracting thoughts all floating around me it's just pulling me back to why am i here what is my intention and it's a game changer yeah, it, it's really interesting when you say that those small moments have been some of the best because we do focus so much on the big moments. And so many times in my life, they've actually been a little bit disappointing when you arrive. So I used to be an actress, as you know, and um, I remember on so many occasions standing on stage at the end of the show, getting a round of applause and feeling a little bit meh. This was the big mm. moment, but it didn't feel so great. On paper, the applause was the big goal, the big moment. But 
in reality, the best bits had come before in lots of little moments throughout rehearsals in particular. The rehearsal process as opposed to standing on stage at the end of a show. So maybe when we put our attention on the process, the journey, as opposed to chasing an end goal, we start to see more of these little moments that can have such a big impact. So I guess my question here, Penn, is have you got any examples of reaching one of these big moments and feeling a little bit disappointed? Perhaps the getting there, the journey was actually the best bit. Yes, <laughs> I definitely have. And there's there's probably two things I would say on that. I mean, the first one is to give an example of something like that is, you know, the, the big standouts for me are probably when I was working in, in a big corporation, which I absolutely loved. I had a, a wonderful time there. And as we tend to do, we're chasing the next promotion. We're chasing uh, the next title. And I remember on the two occasions when I got really big promotions and it's like you you spend ages anticipating it and wanting it and negotiating it and then you get there and it's like you open the door into another room full of other people and your expectations have been set based on what you think that's going to be like and you open the door and I can honestly say... I've opened the door on those two occasions and other occasions as well and and just realised there's another bunch of human beings behind that door. And I think I expected superheroes or superhumans. And whilst, you know, very happy to have um, had achievements in life, I, f- I remember feeling like, oh, they're just like me. <laughs> Uh, and it didn't seem it didn't seem such a such a big deal it's similar i think when you're going for an interview or trying to get into a, a college or an institution of some kind it, it just seems utterly amazing and, and up there on a pedestal and then of course when you're when you're actually in there it just becomes it just becomes the norm of course the extreme in terms of you know you want more and more and more and then nothing is really going to is really going to satisfy you um, but the other thing I would say about that, Katie, which this really makes me think, I can remember standing outside of Charing Cross Station. I must have been 24, something like that. Uh, and I was getting my accountancy results, which used to get published in the paper. I don't know what happens now. Um, and, you know, there's hundreds of students trainee accountants around getting their results and and I remember the anticipation standing there and I passed and and that was all great and for those of us who did there was you know cheers and for those people who didn't unfortunately there were tears what springs to mind to me now is the lack of memories I have of the prior three years that I spent working and studying to achieve those exams. I remember that moment. And to be fair, you know, that's what it was all building up to. But what happened in those intervening three years? And of course, I undoubtedly wasn't very present and wasn't very aware of what was going on and certainly not of the micro moments of of my day to day. And so in terms of what's got locked into my brain, in terms of memories, which of course our memories get locked in based on our, our emotions and how we feel and what, what we notice, um, I don't have many memories. And that's three years where I was focused on a single outcome. 
So it, it really brings to mind not only that those big, big goals or expectations can sometimes be disappointing, but also the fact that if you're not present and aware and attaching emotion to those in-between moments, those small moments, then your brain doesn't really have much memory of, of all of that time period. And that's that's that makes me feel a bit sad when I think about that because my my years from 21 to 24 were probably, you know, some of the prime years of my life. And I was probably just head down studying, waiting for that for that one day to arrive. So yes, I think really, really makes me realize that staying present and attaching emotions to those small moments is just so crucial. You know what, it, and this is going to sound terrible, this brings to mind my wedding last year. And this isn't to say that my wedding was disappointing. Um, it was lovely, Katie. It was <laughs> wonderful. But actually, it's one day of a lifetime. It's one day of a marriage. And I we got married, my husband and I, um, between getting engaged and getting married, there was four months. So a lot of people are like, oh, you must be so stressed. You must be so busy. And actually, we really weren't. But it was a narrative that kept on being given to us. So we really had to work at writing a new story and to stay present. And I remember right in the midst of it, we decided to go to Cornwall um, and we went somewhere where there was no signal, lots of lovely walks. And it really was such a great opportunity to reconnect with what really mattered, why we were really getting married. And I think those, yeah, those peak moments that perhaps the ones that, you know, end up in the family album and with all your family and friends around you, whilst they're wonderful, they're, you know, the cherry on top of a wonderful cake. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Where's the cake? <laughs> Enjoy the cake. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I do think that it's so hard because we live in a society that, you know, really glamorizes those big, big moments, the, the you know, the promotion, the bonus, the, the wedding, the big house. But actually, this, you know, sometimes the earning that promotion or the, the building of the house, that's the beautiful bit. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more, Katie. And I, I I wish I could say that after this podcast, I'm going to enjoy every every single tiny micro moment of my life. Of course, the reality is is that um, I'll I'll get into various tunnels at one time or the other, and I'll be focused on the outcome. And that said, I really have noticed over the last few days that even a single ten second moment of geese walking across a zebra crossing can totally and utterly change your mood. And of course, of course, we know this, you know, we know that our thoughts and the emotions that we attach to them are literally creating the experience of our lives and literally wiring our brains in every moment. And we know this from the work that we do. And it's been really interesting, really, really putting this into the the micro practice at day to day and really putting it to the test, if you like. And of course... It, it's true. Of course, it's true. Yeah. And you made me think as well, it's not just the micro moments with geese or with things, but <laughs> the ones that I think are really special are the micro moments with other people. And I think they really land when they're people we've never met before, complete strangers. So I remember this time, it's probably 10 years ago now, and I was sitting waiting for the train to leave King's Cross Station and I had a window seat. And there was this man like desperately running to try and make the train. And um, he got to the door just as it closed. And I'd been watching him run all the way from the platform down the train. 
And I just waved at him and I, <laughs> it was such a sort of mean gesture, but he just started laughing and laughing and laughing because I think he'd realized, you know, how much pent up stress there had been to get there. And we just shared this beautiful moment. So um, I guess a shout out to that man. If you're listening, <laughs> you really made my day and I hope I made yours. Oh, Katie, well, if, if, there, if there's anything to sort of well me up and get me all tearful, it's, it's things like that. And there's this segment on Saturday Live on uh, BBC Radio 4, which I listen to sometimes, which gives people the chance to say thank you to somebody that, that they don't know who it is, but it's somebody who, just like that that bumped into their lives just for a few minutes many, many years ago. And they want to say thank you. And somebody called in the other day and was talking about a photograph that they had of their husband and and one of their children. Uh, And her husband had since passed away, very sadly, of of dementia. But but prior to his passing away, she'd she'd left this photograph somewhere on her shopping trip. And she just thought it was lost forever. And he didn't probably have very long to live, her husband. And she was talking about it. And she said, by chance, there was a letter in the bag with the photograph to a friend of hers. And three weeks later, some member of the general public had picked up that bag, looked at the photo, opened the letter and had sent it all to this friend's address and said, I hope you can find the owner of this. And so her husband managed to get hold again of that photo of himself. He was in a glider, I think, uh, with his child and had it by his bedside in the last few months of his life. Now, things like that, Katie, absolutely well me up. And that's somebody walking through a shopping centre, seeing a bag on a bench and making a decision in that split moment that they are going to pick that up and they're going to do something with it. And we all have opportunities to do things like that all the time it's just sometimes or often we just would walk past that bag or perhaps we wouldn't even see it oh and they really wrench my heart things like that yeah so I guess uh, a good final question Pen is who would you like to thank it could be a stranger or family member who deserves your thanks right now oh that's a really good question Katie I'm going to take a moment to think about that So can it be somebody that I I knew in my life or is it is it somebody that literally might have just flitted through my life in a day? Either. It, either. It doesn't matter. Just someone who's, you know, made an impression in a really small moment. Well, okay. So there was this day and I will never forget it. And again, it's it's all attached to emotion. I was on a very short weekend break with my twin sister Philippa in Venice many, many years ago. So this was sort of pre-children. So it was probably about um, 14 years ago or something. And we were standing in a piazza in Venice. It was like something out of a romantic comedy. And this American guy came running up to us and he said, do you know if there's a dry cleaners around here? And we said, No, sorry, we don't. But I did speak a little bit of Italian, so we tried to help him. Anyway, one thing led to another. He was—he had to go to a wedding, and he had to get something done to his suit, taken up and pressed. And it was all—it was all this sort of chaotic day where he had to get these things done and find this wedding venue. And we ended up kind of helping him, and we met up with him later. 
Uh, and we didn't stop laughing the whole day. It was like a comedy scenario, running around the canals of Venice, trying to find a dry cleaner to press this suit and then getting him back to his hotel and to get him to his wedding. And he was an absolutely hilarious, hilarious guy from New York. And he totally and utter, it was the first time I'd been to Venice. Uh, and he, he totally set my impression of Venice, if you like. I already thought it was a beautiful city, but I had such an amazing and hilarious experience there. I've never seen him since, neither has my sister. Uh, you know, he, he vanished into the ether as quickly as he appeared. Uh, but those moments where you meet people and you have this sort of intense hour or intense day with them, and it can be, you know, whatever, chaotic or sad, or in this case, it was just hysterically funny. And then they disappear out of your life. And if you're not really mm. present and aware in that moment, you've missed that chance. You've just missed that chance to, to, to let the universe, you know, collide you together and enjoy that moment together. Uh, and it's, it's such a wonderful memory. Oh, that's beautiful. That really is beautiful. Thank you, Pam, for sharing that. I think that's a lovely way to end our, our Little Moments, Big Moments podcast. <laughs> I... One final, final bonus question, though. What little tiny thing are you looking forward to this afternoon? Well, I am going to bring it back to children because I have been traveling. And so I haven't seen my children for four days and they are at school at the moment. Uh, it's now quarter to four in the afternoon. So in 45 minutes time, uh, I will see my children and I will hold dearly onto the, the few minutes when I first see them because life gets back to normal very, very quickly as a mother with children. <laughs> so it's not, it's not to say we're going to have a, a sort of a, a rose tinted, amazing afternoon, but just those first moments when we see each other, I'm just, I'm going to be really aware of how delightful they are. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 4D Human Being Podcast, a show where human beings talk about being well and truly human. This show was with Penelope Waller and myself, Katie Churchman. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please consider subscribing, sharing and spreading the word. And for more podcasts, articles and resources, please visit 4dhumanbeing.com. That's the number four, letter D, humanbeing.com. Are you happening to the world or is the world happening to you?